All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted jewelry that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has you covered. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is all of it. Last week, we opened up the phones to take your calls for author and plant expert Summer Rain Oaks, and the lines were full the entire time. So we thought we'd invite her back today to take more of your calls about spring gardening and houseplant care. Summer Rain Oaks knows just about everything there is to know about caring for plants in cities and suburbs. She's the author of How to Make Your Plant Love You, Cultivate Green Space in Your Home and Heart, producer and host the YouTube channel Plant One on Me, and founder of HomesteadBrooklyn.com and the Houseplant Masterclass. Summer, thank you so much for making time for us again. Hey, I'm happy to be here, Allison. I'm glad so many people are excited and interested about plants. <laughs> so if you have a question about caring for your houseplants, now we're spending more time with them. If you want some tips on propagation, our lines are open 646-435-7280, 646-435-7280, or you can drop us a note at Instagram and Twitter. Both handles are at all of it, WNYC. Now, full disclosure, I sent you a picture earlier today. Some people may be in the same boat I'm in. My neighbor went to San Francisco to be with his parents and asked me to look after his plant. I do not have a green thumb, and I've been trying my hardest, but the poor thing is not looking well. Uh, First of all, Summer, what kind of plant is that I sent you a picture of? Yeah, so you sent me something that is... Uh, called a spider plant, commonly known as a spider plant, um, scientifically named uh, Chlorophytum camosum. It's a very common house plant. And what struck me, and I guess I should describe it to some of the the listeners, is that it's in this very low um, but wide plastic uh, planter. Um, I couldn't tell whether there's any drainage on the bottom or whether there's like an internal drainage, but it didn't look like there was any drainage on the bottom. Um, and for those who grow spider plants, uh, if you've ever unrooted them or repotted them, you will be shocked by how thick and long their roots are. They almost look like white carrots. Okay. Um, so in, in the planter that you showed me, um, you know, it's not that high, it doesn't seem to me, but the, the soil is only half way up the planter. Um, so... What I think is happening could be a couple different things. Uh, One, usually your snake plant, or sorry, not your snake plant, your spider plant will want, yeah, will want a little bit more extra space. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't tell from the soil, but it looked a little wet. Um, You know, it's, it's, it was a darker soil, so maybe that, that was a little wet. And I noticed that some of the um, the things that you'll notice about your spider plant is they, they shoot out these little baby plantlets that come out. So these stolons that come out from the rosette and they have little baby plantlets with the roots that are growing and some were brown and some were fine. So that could be a combination of like letting it dry out and then all of a sudden saying, oh my God, I, I, I let it dry out too much and then overwatering it. Um, and I would be a little bit cautious with the with the planter that it came in just to make sure that it actually has drainage because if it's sitting in that water 
if it has too little of soil, um, then it's going to probably cause some problems. So I personally, I know this is your neighbor's plant. I personally would just make sure, one, that it has drainage in the pot. Two, um, that if you could get some more soil and like lift up the plant um, and and give it more root space. And and then just make sure that the, the uh, soil is draining when you water it. Um, and then cut off any of those brown bits that you see that are some of the plantlets that have um, dried up uh, a lot of those plantlets those baby plantlets will be could be potted up in some extra soil as well if you wanted to and and you could propagate some so when your neighbor comes back you could say hey look I <laughs> propagated a bunch of your babies but but you know spider plants are very resilient and they could take a they could take a licking and um, but I would I would definitely give that more soil and that might not be a default of yours it might just be that it was a small plant it was fine with that soil but now it's really expanded and i often say uh, my dad has spider plants and he always calls me and he's like they're taking over the house you know and, and literally it's the type of plant that doesn't want you to have any other plant in your house because they will propagate so readily and um and take over the joint <laughs> all right thank you so i, I there is hope I'll, I'll i'll work on that let's go oh, we've got tons of calls already see i was doing we were tap dancing a little bit and now the phone lines are open doug is calling us from the east village hi doug thanks for calling all of it hi thank you for taking my call um i have a diefenbachia plant it used to be really big and full and beautiful and it's over the past year or so it's been dying back um, I thought maybe it needed to be repotted. I put it in a bigger pot. That didn't seem to help, and it just continues uh, dying off. I wonder if there's anything I can do to save it. We have we so a lot of plant saving today. Yeah, yeah. Well, Diefenbachia um, are otherwise known as dumb cane, and the reason why they're called dumb cane is that they have calcium oxalate crystals in it that are uh, that are toxic to a lot of our to anybody really. But um, but if you're not going to be noshing on your plants, then you shouldn't you shouldn't have to worry about it. But um, I just want to kind of right. have that as a full disclosure. Diefenbachia are the kind of plants that don't I would say age well. Um, because they get very caney or very stemmy. So they have these stems and oftentimes when you get them fresh from the, um, from the uh, plant shop or whatnot, they have very beautiful coloration. They're very full. They have very long, um, kind of somewhat broad leaves and usually very nice colorations. There's lots of different cultivated varieties that have lots of different splotches and stripes and, and things like that. Um, but as they age, they start to get pretty stemmy. Sometimes you'll have to like yeah. wind some wire around them um, to, to for yeah, them not to like that. kind of yeah fall over. Yes, and then um, so the the best way the best way to do it, and this is unfortunately one of those things where it's going to look like crap. And a lot of people, when a plant looks like crap, they want to put it out the door. Um, Divinbachia are are readily propagated by just cutting the stems and repositioning them. So uh, and and mind you. Diffenbachia's root system doesn't always get very um, uh, extensive. It's not like the spider plant that I had mentioned. So, uh, you know, and they can be touchy sometimes with a little bit of watering. So if you pull your canes out, you'll see maybe the root system is not that extensive. But if you pull the canes, you, you cut them off and you still leave a node. That's like the little um, section where a leaf uh, connects to the stem. You could try to put that into some water or some like 
perlite mixture of soil and just try to repropagate them. And I know this is a little unconventional, but not all of our plants look good over time. And a lot of plants um, do really well re- by vegetatively repropagating them. Uh, some crassulas are like that as well, which are the, the succulents in the jade plant family, where a lot of times cutting them back and propagating them will make them look healthy again. But if you're saying that like, hey, you know, I've already started to wind some things around the canes, um, the canes are probably just getting too caney. The other thing you could do is try to bury the cane a little bit further, get a deeper pot and bury the cane a little bit further. And um, there could be chances that roots will start coming out of the the nodes in the area and then give it a, a better chance to root. Tomato plants are actually like that. If you take off a few of their leaves and you bury the the stem a little bit further down, roots will come off the stem and will make it a more robust rooted plant. But yeah, Diffenbachia, those are are the types of plants that um, don't always age well in the house. Good luck with that, Doug. Let's go to Sharon, who is also, she's going to the Lower East Side. And Sharon, you have a a cactus issue. Uh, Yes, I have a a cactus um, that's, just so crushed together in a, in a pot. It's, I think an echinovarius, but I don't know what comes in after that. And I have it for about eight to 10 years. It's in probably a six inch pot. There are probably 15, 20 uh, little plants in there. And this year, all of a sudden, um, it just burst into flower. And I didn't know what, whether I should be, I, it was fantastic. Um, and I didn't know um, whether I should be watering it or not watering it when it's flower, when the cactus is in flower. Yeah, I mean, if your cactus is in flower, and by the way, um, cacti flowers are just marvelous. And if anybody has ever gone out to the desert and seen the time when the cacti, cacti are in bloom, it's it's a whole other world. So even seeing them on our windowsill is such a pleasure. And oftentimes they are in many different brilliant colors. Um, if you get white cacti, uh, white flowers on your cacti, it probably means that they'll open up a little bit more at night and attract, um, you know, uh, moths or anything at night in order to be able to, to pollinate it. But most of the time they're really beautiful blooms. But yes, you can continue to water your um, cactus when it's, uh, you know, now is the time to actually start watering cacti. Uh, I started actually watering my cacti month before um, because everything seemed to be growing a little bit earlier this year. So when typically I would water my cacti from March through October, uh, I started in February this year and also started to fertilize them um, around that time as well uh, because it's it's mainly growing season for, for most cacti. So um, the fact that it's flowering, um, that's great. Uh, it means that it has the the conditions that it that uh, that it needed in order to be able to to bloom. And it sounds like it's one of those type of cacti that put off a lot of offsets um, in a different way from the the spider plant that um, Allison had mentioned earlier on. But uh, but yeah, continue to water it. I would just you know say I would make sure that you know especially when you have cacti very close to the soil. Um, to be careful watering it because sometimes it might splash onto the cactus and we don't always have great airflow in our house. And sometimes that could rot some of those things that are uh, touching the soil. So just be ginger uh, when you water and be careful, especially if it's um, filling out with a lot of offsets. 
My guest is Summer Rain Oaks, author of How to Make a Plant Love You, Cultivate Green Space in Your Home and Heart. We've got calls on about avocados. We've got questions about hydroponic veggies. We'll get to more after the break. This is all of it. We're back with Summer Rain Oaks, plant expert and author of How to Make a Plant Love You, Cultivate Green Space in Your Home and Heart. She is answering your questions. Our number is 646-435-7280, 646-435-7280 if you have a question for Summer, or you can tweet or message us at all of it WNYC. Summer, do you want to get to a question that we had from last week because we had some callers who were online on hold for a while. David was on hold. He's called, he was in, called in from Brooklyn last week, and he said he's growing vegetables in a hydroponic setup in his basement. He swears they're vegetables. He says mm-hmm. all the veggies are thriving except spinach. Any idea what's hmm. going on? I actually, I actually don't know because I'm not there, but I would be um, curious to know like whether uh, what is – what is happening? Like, is it not uh, growing? Is it is it turning yellow? Is it wilting beforehand? Um, I, I I wish she was actually on the phone because maybe I'd be able to help diagnose it. Well, but um, I'll say, but David, if you're if you're I, listening, I would, call back in. By the way, if you're listening, yeah, David, yeah. with the spinach, call us in six four six four three five seven two eight zero. Let's get somebody who's on the phone so you can you can ans- ask a question if you need to to get to the answer. David is calling on line seven from Coney Island. Hi, David. I'm sorry, Hi, Alan. Alan, sorry, Alan. Yes. Are you there? Sorry, That's my bad. That's okay. Yes, I am <laughs> there. Uh, I have a question about my avocado plant that I've had for about five years. Um, I started it from a seed, and it's in a big, giant, um, uh, plastic 25-gallon bucket. And uh, every summer, uh, I feel bad for the thing, and I bring it outside and, and put it out in the yard, and it thrives. And then... Before the end of the summer, before the first frost, I bring it inside, and it promptly drops every single one of its leaves and stays that way all winter. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think what you are experiencing, and by the way, um, for everybody out there, starting uh, an avocado from the the seed of the avocado is such a fun thing to do. And for anybody who's kind of trapped at home with their, with their kids um, and trying to find different things to do, it's actually, you know, fun for kids and adults alike. But uh, what you're experiencing is actually really common. You know, a lot of us will put out lemon trees. Um, I, I put out this, um, it's called spinach tree, otherwise known as chaya. And I put it out in the summer. It's usually flush with leaves. I bring it in. It loses all of its leaves and it's still it's still resilient you could feel the the um, stem of it you could feel everything it's it's very um, uh, flexible so it's not dead Uh, but what usually happens is that plants will acclimatize to their environment so if you're giving plants like really full sun this happens also with ones that are grown in nurseries uh, promptly make it to a garden center and then we we buy it and it looks really beautiful, and then all of a sudden um, there's leaf drop. And, and that's just the plant actually acclimatizing to its environment. In some cases, like my, um, my uh, spinach tree, it's deciduous. So when it goes through a winter, it will actually lose its leaves, just the same way that a maple or an oak out here in the Northeast will also lose its leaves during the winter months. So since you've had this for five years and it does it consistently over and over again, that's just your plant acclimatizing. Um, it's going, it's, it's deciduous. And if it puts out leaves every growing season, 
that's totally fine. Um, it, it seems to be the natural flow of your plant. The same thing happens if people have citrus, which is quite common. Um, oftentimes when they pull it in from outside or put it on their patio, it will drop almost all of its leaves or some of its leaves. But in the growing season, you just have to have faith and it will kind of put it all the, all the uh, way back. So I don't think you're really doing anything wrong. Um, we don't live in a tropical area, unfortunately. So a lot of more plants are going to, to have that kind of reaction as opposed to um, growing avocados where they would typically grow, which, you know, would be in like really, 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 really Southern California, like the Baja Peninsula into Mexico. Um, so we just don't have that same weather. So I, I think uh, what you're reporting is very natural. Alan, good luck with the avocado. Karen is calling us from Manhattan. Karen, it sounds like you have quite an issue with some ants. Yes. Hi. Thanks for taking my uh, call. Sure. I have, um, well, initially I noticed the ants were farming aphids. And when I say farming, I see them (laughs) go and, you know, make contact with the aphids. And I don't know what they're doing. They're feeding them something. But I used some um, ladybugs to try to, you know, kill the aphids and get rid of the ants. But last year I noticed the ants are farming some other thing that's uh, some of their insect that's forming this, it almost looks like white foam, but it's more mm-hmm. dense than that. And again, mm-hmm. the ants are, you know, keep approaching these little clusters and then go and do whatever they do. And I've tried, you know, spritzing them with um, diluted Dr. Bronner soap. And a lot of the times I end up really having to throw the plants out. So is this is this not indoors sure that you're experiencing this, or is this out, outdoors? No, no, thank God, no. No, it's outdoors. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, to, uh, you know, having ants indoors would be, uh, would be a little bit more of a challenge. But, um, yeah, so and I'm just curious, what plants uh, are they on? Is it, like, tomatoes? Is it roses? No, it's on, um, let's see. Well, I, I, I can never have... Um, Let's see. What are those plants that grow in the? They're colorful, but they uh, they grow in shade. Uh, sorry, I can't remember them now. Impatience. Oh, like a coleus. I have, Impatience. I, yeah, I can't have those at all. Period. The end. Um, yeah. But last year, yeah. they're they're vines. They're flowering vines. So it's not yeah. like they're as you know they have as much moisture as the impatience do that the ants yep. can suck on or these other things can suck on. But really, basically anything um except the vegetables that that i have they don't attack the vegetables they just let's let's just let summer dive in here go for it summer so so you know basically a lot of times um ants and she said what she said is right they're farming um literally plant sucking insects because the poop that comes out of insects is lovingly called frass and you know if you've ever uh (laughs) I wouldn't suggest eating anything that comes out of the butt of an insect, but um, in many ways, these plants are these plant sucking insects will, you know, kind of poop out something that is just a li- almost like liquid candy. So uh, ants will literally farm this, and in some ways, um, mold and fungus will actually grow on um, the the poop itself. So the ants are are really protecting the aphids and that white foamy stuff might actually be another uh, leaf sucking or stem sucking insect. I would guess that it could be maybe a, a mealy bug. 
um, it could be white fly, it could be all sorts of different types of things, but I, and, and oftentimes aphids and all these other plants will come around the growing tips where it's nice and fresh and the plant doesn't have like its quote unquote immunity, you know, built up yet. And it's really nice and tender. So what I would recommend is if you have a hose, uh, I would do put it on this, uh, on a really sharp spray and just keep on spraying the areas where you see that um, there's a lot of damage and you're going to have to keep on doing that for a little while. I mean, I know that you've used a little doctor's bronner, but you want to get a really, really sharp spray. And you might have to put your hand behind some of the more sensitive tips of the plant so they don't just break off or anything along those lines. And then I would recommend, um, instead of ladybugs, ladybugs have a tendency to disperse uh, quite readily when you put them on because we can't get the ladybug larvae, which don't have wings. We get the ladybugs that have the wings and oftentimes when you put them in the garden, they will often disperse and they're really hard to corral. I would recommend looking into getting green lace wings. They're a type of neuropterin. They're also got called aphid lions. Summer, just so you know. What? Just, we have about 45 seconds, so just let's okay. get the last bit of information um, yeah, out there. Get, get green lace wings. They're aphid lions. You could get them usually at your garden centers. You could order them online from places like Arbico Organics. Um, and they are uh, wonderful. They don't have wings until they become adults, and, uh, and I highly recommend them, for actually for both indoors and out, and they're native. Our lines are still full, so everybody, you should check out Summer Rain Oaks' YouTube channel, Plant One On Me. Summer, as always, you were a hit. Thank you so much for joining us on all of it. Oh, thank you. I love sharing the beauty of plants, so thank you for so much for having me. All of it is supported by Majuri, makers of handcrafted, ethically sourced jewelry for every day that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Majuri has taken the guesswork out of gifting, offering everything from dainty 14K solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. Make it personal with an engraving, or if you can't decide, check out their curated gift guide. Let them take care of the rest, gift wrapping included. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it.